0: I'm using that to highlight the fact that people like David French and Rod Dreher and Russell Moore all said we couldn't we cannot support Donald Trump. Look at the mean tweets and oh, the slaughter in Israel, the war in Ukraine, chaos on our borders. These are the results of sniffy, prissy, weak Christians saying, oh, I I find these tweets unwinsome. I simply, I cannot exist in the same political party as someone who says things like that. The result is slaughter in in Israel. The result is slaughter in Ukraine. Your prissiness, your delicate, refined sensibilities that led you to have contempt for the Jericho march, have contempt for the January 6th demonstrators, uh, it has real-world consequences. You never Trump Republicans, who undermined our efforts to challenge the 2020 election fraud. You have the blood on your hands of the war in Ukraine that wouldn't have happened if Trump were in office, of the Afghan translators who were slaughtered by the Taliban, which wouldn't have happened if Trump were in office, and of the slaughter in Israel, which wouldn't have happened if Trump were in office. The blood is on your prissy little manicured hands. And there's plenty more uh, if you want to talk
1: blood on your hands the open border with I mean, again, even talking about this, I, I the bonanza I'm, for child sex trafficking. I'm going to weep or scream or cry when I think about the fact that young people, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. Think about this, that the Biden administration. This is true. We're not making this up. They changed the policy so that uh, we have men bringing young women And boys across the border automatically under Trump, they would have had a DNA test right now under Biden. Think of the satanic evil. They are allowed to say, oh, this is my nephew or this is my niece or this is whatever it is. And they take them into the country. These children, children are being raped And our government turns a blind eye. I can't think of anything more wicked and sick. And so when people say, oh, I can't vote for Donald Trump, you better understand God will judge you because that is happening because of your action, because of your inaction. That's a reality. And- Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. Did you know that the mouth of the Statue of Liberty stretches a full three feet wide? And if that mouth could speak, it would say, I listen to the Eric Metaxas Show each and every day. Well, it would. I dare you to prove me wrong. Now, listen up. Here comes Eric Metaxas. Folks, welcome to the program. I find myself uh, still in Dallas. I can't explain it. And yet here I am in Dallas. Uh, John Zmirak is my guest. John,
0: where might you be, sir? I I am six or 700 feet away from you in Dallas. No, actually, we're in different parts of the city, but we're both in Dallas.
1: But you're you're in Dallas and I'm in Dallas. And yet here we are. Eventually,
0: all the people who want a safe, decent environment will leave the blue states and come to the red states and hopefully... They won't no, they won't turn them into blue into blue states by the way they vote. I know That's you would I didn't. But. Well, um, now that
1: we know where we are, uh, let's talk about what you've been writing about and thinking about. You have written a number of terrific pieces as usual. Where shall we start,
0: John Smirak? Well, I've got a piece at Stream.org called. How long before the left wants to euthanize trans trans people? How long before the left? turns from supporting people with gender dysphoria who claim that they need, who are convinced and told that they need sex change surgery and hormones, at what point are the left going to realize, wait a minute, these people are really expensive? The left already favors aborting children with Down syndrome. The left already favors euthanasia for the hand, for people with terminal illnesses, long-term chronic illnesses. In Canada, the left has has enacted euthanasia for the mentally ill. In Belgium and in the Netherlands, depressed people are are subject to euthanasia as their treatment plan. It saves money for your socialist medical system. And if you don't have a biblical worldview that says thou shalt not kill that pro- forbids you from killing the innocent, you will fall into euthanasia. Something like 10% of the deaths in the Netherlands now are by euthanasia. You've got to is- be kidding. No. You've got to be kidding. 10%? I saw I a figure like that. Um, this, is, this in one of the countries that was most heroic in resisting the Nazis, how quickly they threw the Christian worldview out the window and how horrible things become when that goes away. In my piece at the stream I talk about how Pope Francis has set up this jerry-rigged hand-picked Soviet-style process he calls the synod uh where his his allies and certain bishops but not other bishops uh get together and they have these long like struggle sessions where any really faithful Christians who are there faithful Catholics who are there Basically, gets shouted down, or talked down, or worn down, and the Pope is—it's clearly planning to change fundamental biblical, timeless teachings in our Catholic Church using this process, including uh, blessings for same-sex couples. Uh, certainly, has watered down the Church's activism on abortion constantly reiterating that climate change is the most important thing. He has actually wrote a document recently praising communist China for its action on the climate compared to the United States.
1: Now, John, it always sounds like you're making this up. I know you're not, but I, I would be I, in a lot of trouble if I made up stuff. This I, pa- I pause or I I, I, I I pause things because I just want to say what what you just said, you know, You don't get to hear this uh, other than talking to you. And this is important news. When you have the Pope doing things like this, this is very sick. You don't need to be
0: a Catholic to be disgusted and horrified. Similar things. World leader. And similar things are happening in evangelical circles. You've got woke pastors, uh, woke officials in the Southern Baptist Conference promoting this same kind of leftist, humanitarian, utopian worldview, which says, we cannot be bound by the formulas of the past. If we if we cling to the formulas of the past, we are like the Pharisees. Uh and that's a wonderful way to take the example and person of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was able to to annul previous moral laws because I don't know, he was the creator of the universe, uh and to and to pretend that you have the same privilege as Jesus as Jesus. Jesus could say, Moses said unto you X, but I say unto you Y. Pope Francis thinks he has that same privilege. People in the Southern Baptist Conference think they have that same privilege. When you create a universe all on your own, you get to make the rules. Until then, maybe stick to your plain sim earth, and you can change the the rules in your sim earth scenario. But my point about the, this goes back to the euthanasia, If you don't cling to the rigid formulas of the past, such as the Ten Commandments and the natural law written on the human heart and the covenant of Noah, much less the historic teachings of the Christian church, you are simply freeing up today's tyrants and bureaucrats and ideologues and bean counters to kill the innocent. There's a tragic uh, story in Belgium about a young woman And this kind of perfectly sums up what's happening in the West. She went on a school trip with the kids from her Catholic school. Muslim immigrants who should not have been in Belgium in the first place. There's no reason for them to be there. Committed an act of terrorism at the airport. She saw her schoolmates blown apart. Body parts fell on her. She became so traumatized and depressed that Belgian doctors declared her incurable and they euthanized her. Belgium would not execute the terrorists who committed the act because they don't have the death penalty because human life is sacred. They'll kill the victims, but not the terrorists. That is the perfect encapsulation of where we are here in the West. Well, now Canada has just rejected a move by, by psychiatrists and pro-lifers. They, they tried to change it. They tried to make it so that clinically depressed people cannot be euthanized by the government as a form of treatment. They said the fact that they are suicidal means they're not capable of consenting to this procedure. That is the traditional way, you know, when we believe in human life and human dignity, that we do things. Someone who is suicidal, we say he's a threat to himself and or others, he can't make these kind of decisions. No, Canada is saying, well, you know what? You're not happy? We're not happy. And we can take care of that. So with all this in mind, I'm asking not if but when the left is going to decide that transgenders are just they're, they're pretty expensive. All those surgeries, all those hormones, that cost the government a lot of money. And you know what? They want to take part in women's sports and they want to use women's restrooms. And when they're when they go to prison for rape, they want to be put in women's prisons because that's more fun. They, these people are just expensive. They're a lot more expensive, frankly, than Down syndrome kids would be if you just didn't abort them. So at what point are the eugenic euthanasia euthanasia bean counters of the left going to turn on a dime and decide that transgenders are just expensive burdens on society who need to say bye bye, at which point we Christians will be the last ones defending. Them. We have
1: talked about this uh, on the program before, but it's important to reiterate it. And I, I thank you for thinking these things through, because this is really happening. And unless somebody hears it on a program like this, you'd say that it couldn't possibly be happening, that in these countries they are killing people who are depressed. Um, it, 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 it beggars belief. Um, we're, uh, we're at the end of the first segment. We've got a lot more to talk about. John, you've written a couple of articles. I I'm just champing at the bit to discuss them with you folks. It's the Eric Metaxas show. Please subscribe to my newsletter, ericmetaxas.com. Go there, sign up. We will send these videos to you and you can share these videos with everyone you know, which I think you should. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Talking to John Zmirek. He's in Dallas. I'm in Dallas. And yet we're not in the same place. And yet we are in the same city. John Zmirek, uh, you are just talking about an article you wrote at the stream. Um, take us to the end of that article. Sure, sure. Because this this is like, again... Pretty much unbelievable, except I know that this is true. University of Arizona, go ahead. Okay,
0: so I was saying that at some point, I think the utilitarians, the same people who say it's okay to abort Down syndrome kids and to kill the handicapped, who now want to euthanize the clinically depressed. I think they'll eventually pretty soon, within five to 10 years, want to euthanize people who who claim to be transgender because they're real expensive. Well, then, as I was writing this, I saw Charlie Kirk on his wonderful Twitter feed talked about how he gave a talk at the University of Arizona that was open to the public. You would show up if you wanted to go. University of Arizona set up psychological counseling centers to help the snowflakes who got triggered by that and felt unsafe, so they set up a counsel, counseling sessions for like PTSD for students who happened to maybe overhear Charlie Kirk say things with which they did not agree and I, I guess they curled up into fetal balls and just rocked back and forth saying mama 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 i don't i don't know what happens to these people I don't, but my point that was point, very good that was very good the mama mama that was
1: that was excellent john i want in the future you know the government may simply save counseling valuable counseling money and just euthanize these people that, that is my point.
0: That is, my point that is my point the kind of students who need a counseling session because they curl up in a fetal ball at, when when Charlie Kirk disagrees with them. These are not going to be taxpayers. These are not going to be people who contribute to society. They are on the list for euthanasia, too, uh, because when you, <laughs> you set up a society where your only ba- your only morality is the morality of the Nazis, that is what benefits the state. And you take away the Christian notion of the sanctity of the person. And then you raise the next generation to, in fact, be worthless, unproductive, self-indulgent, cowardly weaklings. Um, There's no reason for the government to put up with them. They are bad human material. They, you know, shake the etch-a-sketch, clone some more. So I don't think the left realizes they don't want a society that gets rid of the 10 commandments. They want a society that cares about the vulnerable, that cares about the broken, the worthless, the useless, because they are increasingly becoming the broken, the worthless, the useless, whom only a loving God and those of us who worship him would possibly see any reason to keep feeding them. Well, it, you know, it happened again when,
1: when you, you, repeat this this idea that i mean l- ladies and gentlemen try to try to comprehend that we're not we're not joking we're not joking this is true my friend charlie kirk he speaks around the country he spoke at the university of arizona and i've heard him speak uh i read his stuff he doesn't say anything that is you know wrong, much
0: less horrifying and traumatic. It's not as if I gave a talk. If I gave a talk, there might be students at these schools who go into comas. Now, arguably, I would be performing a public service by putting them into the medically necessary comas. But still, Charlie Kirk is no John Smirak. Well, I mean, but
1: this is what's so funny is that Charlie is he's reasonable. Uh, He's trying to be reasonable. He's reasoning with people. Uh, doing his best. So the idea that we're not making this up, this is not something that, that you would say as a joke. This Correct. is true that the, the University of Arizona actually set up counseling centers for people who had been traumatized by listening to Charlie Kirk. It's
0: just like, ladies and gentlemen, this is true. We're Fat not is dead. As what? a as a satirist, I feel profoundly cheated by the fact that reality is more ridiculous than anything I could come up with in my most misanthropic <laughs> frame of mind. I can't be nasty enough to equal tomorrow's headlines. I mean, but again, I mean, I, I I know that I'm just
1: repeating myself, but I I think sometimes you just have to say, ladies and gentlemen, this is true. We joke around, but we're not joking. This is real. The University of Arizona. Think of this. We're talking about adults. We're talking about
0: adults. You know, these are college men and women. These aren't children. These people could be drafted to go fight in Ukraine for no reason at all. But if they hear a talk by Charlie Kirk, they're going to fall apart. I know what to do. I know what Putin should do. If we go to war with Ukraine, all Putin has to do is broadcast Charlie Kirk through loudspeakers at the American troops, they will curl up in fetal balls and you'll be able to roll them away. Like those doodle bugs. You just roll them downhill. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We've, we've, we've finally gotten there. American troops are now doodle bugs being rolled downhill by Russian soldiers while Charlie Kirk blares in the background. Thank you. I think I should drop the mic and leave, leave the theater this point it's it's un it's truly unbelievable
1: it is (laughs) unbelievable and and listen and look here's the good news because we should say a little good news everywhere around the country that i go i meet uh young men and women that are just the opposite of of these you know snowflakes that are that are sucking their thumbs and weeping at the truth coming from the mouth of the winsome charlie kirk i meet people all over the country uh older people, and many younger people that are heroic, that understand these things. And by the way, we should be clear, uh, Charlie Kirk is, uh, you know, he's not alone. He's raised up an army, TPUSA, of young people yep. that are joyful, reasonable, love liberty, love God. I and mean, if it's- I should
0: say something about Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk is a really good leader. He is somebody who I've seen make mistakes, be criticized for them, learn from them, apologize, correct himself, and do better. And I've seen him do that repeatedly. I've seen him take courageous stands, maybe go a little too far, then he reined it back in and he modulated. He is a responsible, I would say, statesman-like political activist in a way that some people who you and I might like – and find fun, but they're not as responsible and prudent. I really feel like Charlie Kirk is someone who is doing politics the way John Adams and Thomas Jefferson used to do politics. By the way, thank you for not mentioning
1: Chris Christie by name when you were criticizing other leaders. I just want (laughs) to... He's a he is. I I appreciate you're not bringing up Chris Christie. The
0: first guy who gets to the Denny's breakfast bar doesn't mean he's a leader just because he got there first. I'm just going to let that hang out there, folks. So you want you to visualize it. I want you to think of the sounds that would be the entail there. um, Okay, so John, you wrote another article. I I got a. I got a bunch of stuff. I actually write four of these a week over at the stream. I know who the Democrats should nominate for president in 2024, because let's face it, they're not going to get Joe Biden's gurney across the finish line. Not even if Donald Trump is in a jail cell with a gag in his mouth, he will still beat the former, well, I call him the former Joe Biden. The former Joe Biden who is a mere shell of the disgusting, unprincipled mediocrity he once was. He's really a husk. Just I don't want to get technical on it, but the proper term is husk. Husk. Yes. He's an empty husk of what was already a dung beetle. Correct. So um, I think Trump in Gitmo in Guantanamo Bay could beat the husk of the dung beetle who's currently in the White House. So the Democrats need to find another candidate. Um, They don't want the mean lady from the DMV, Kamala Harris. Uh, She makes everybody's skin crawl. She's someone who slept her way to the middle and then failed her way to the top. Um, She taught I want want to be clear. She's she's
1: her ancestry is um, she's the first woman uh, uh, to be of Jamaican uh, and Indian uh, ancestry to identify uh, as an African-American. She's the she's the first
0: one to have done that, and kudos to her for being right. She's not descended from slaves; she is descended from slave owners in Jamaica, wealthy slave owner, black slave owner. Identifies as a as a victim. Want to be very clear, and she's the first. She's African American, as Elon Musk is African American because he's from South Africa and lives in America
1: now. So so we know she's not going to be the nominee, but we're not saying she's a giggling bubble headed fool. We're not going to say that kind of thing on this program. That's right. We know she's not going to be the nominee. Um, Gavin Newsom, the pretty well, Ga- big, maybe. Gavin Newsom
0: perfectly represents the Democratic Party in that he's from a very rich family and he is trying to destroy the middle class and use the very poor illegal immigrants, psychotic drug addict, homeless people, uh, sexual eccentrics and perverts He's using them as a club to beat the middle class because he wants to rule from a hacienda, the White House on the Hill. Got to hit pause. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right
1: back, I believe, with John Smirak.
0: Yesterday.
1: John Zmirak both of us in Dallas, and yet, oddly enough, not in the same room. John Zmirak, you are just going down the list of people who will not be the nominee on the Democratic side. Joe Biden, not going to happen. We don't know how, but we know it's not going to happen. Uh, who do you think might well, be I know saying
0: Michelle Obama on um, that? Well, I, you know what? You and I have talked about that possibility. Um, and that would help because the Democrat, it helped the Democrats in a way because they effectively have decided Obama was president for life and that Trump winning the election in 2016 was a stab in the back that the American people betrayed them by not voting for Obama's selected designated heir, Hillary Clinton, and all Obama's people stayed on in the deep state and continue to operate as if Obama were president. And I've written a piece at Stream.org, Barack Obama, president for life. And it's probably best to say it in in the Ugandan accent that people used to say, Idi Amin Dada. Barack Obama, president for life, because Obama was a specialist in post-colonial theory, which is a Marxist ideology. It basically justifies having one man, one vote, one time. And whoever takes over after the British leave, he stays in power forever. That is the attitude the left took towards Obama. But I have a fresh face, a new hope for the Democratic Party. She is a She's not a professional politician. She's not a lobbyist. She's a hardworking, frontline health care provider from America's Keystone State of Pennsylvania. And her name is Heather Presti. She's only 44, but she's already marked herself out as a leader for leftist priorities and, and leftist values.
1: This is a real person. Please say it. It sounded like you were announcing somebody on the dating game. She's Heather a whole- Presti.
0: Heather played- Press. Go ahead. Let me spell it. Heather Press D, -D P-R-E-S-S-D-E-E. And we've got a great picture of her at Stream.org in her orange jumpsuit because she is currently imprisoned for acting on her deeply held beliefs and the beliefs of the Democratic Party. Because as a nurse, she had euthanized 17 of her patients without their consent using insulin injections. Murdered. Yes. We're not joking. This is
1: 17 patients. John is is putting it obliquely, but this is a fact. This nurse murdered 17 of her patients. We're not in a
0: nursing home. And so what that said to me was this woman is a leader in the Democratic Party. Now, you might say big deal, John. Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, Andrew Cuomo, other blue state governors during the covid panic. They didn't kill 17 measly people. They killed tens of thousands of people by dumping virus patients in the one group of people most vulnerable, those in nursing homes. They closed schools, they closed churches, but they kept kids locked in their homes. They vaccinated children who weren't even in danger from the disease. But the one group of people actually in danger from COVID, elderly patients, Korean War vets, great grandmothers, In nursing homes where they should be safe, where their families were paying for them to be safe, where where they thought they would be safe, blue state governors in state after state after state took virus patients and put them in those nursing homes, even as they left empty beds on naval ships like the USS Comfort and hospitals like Samaritan's Purse in New York City. This was no accident. This was intentional mass murder of the elderly by blue state Democrat governors during the COVID panic. Heather Presby, she only killed 17. So really, should she leapfrog ahead of all those people? And I say yes, because they just issued executive orders. They just told someone to tell someone to tell someone. Heather Presby, hands-on, with her own hands, lived out the priorities and the values of the Democratic Party by killing dozens of innocent people and i think she deserves to represent the democrats as their standard bearer in the 2024 election heather presley 2024 how old is she 44 so she's got a big political
1: future ahead of her i mean i'm not joking in the in the i i posted this on twitter your article on my twitter feed and the photo of her i i thought she's in her 60s i'm not kidding i mean this this is um uh, doing I'm not saying that to be mean. Work, I mean I actually am surprised to hear that she's forty four but when the lord's word
0: is, takes its toll the in this case, the Lord of this world and not, not, not
1: if you Lord. don't mind my asking seriously uh we've heard of you know nurses uh or doctors killing patients before, and it's nefarious and sick and evil in this case, did she
0: do it out of malice? did she think she we don't was know good. Her motives may never be known, and I don't say that in an "Allahu Akbar" kind of way. Usually, when someone when the, when when there's some sort of mass terrorist event, it's it's like three young men from north from Tunisia who were yelling "Allahu Akbar." Their motives may never be known. Well, in this case, her motive may never be known, or she may be, you know, just someone who's out of control. She's morbidly obese. She can't control her own eating. The one thing she can control is she can kill the patients entrusted to her care. But again, she is no better than virtually every Democrat governor of every blue state in the country. I want to remind people, you're not dealing with fellow citizens who with whom you disagree. This is not JFK versus Nixon or Hubert Humphrey versus Nixon. Um, we are well past the state in America where what we say to these people is, come, let us reason together. We are past that. We are now at the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to leave this child of God. We're at that phase of political debate. we that America.
1: phase, and we wanted to end on an up note, um, and we'll yeah. be right back with John Smirak. Folks, welcome back. Talking to John Samirik. I want to be really clear. What we're going to talk about now, we ought to have started the program with this. John, you wrote uh, a really serious article about Israel. uh, And it it really um, I'm not sure that I agree with it 100 percent. I think I do. I think I do. But I want you to make the case on this program. Uh, It's at stream.org. Very important article. Go ahead.
0: What I do with the article, and let me give people the title, Israel must act alone and we must step out of the way. Basically, Israel needs to do some blunt, ugly things in order to ensure its survival. It is getting to that stage where it's existential life or death. Um, that's happening in other countries too, because of Muslim immigration in Israel, it's because they ended up with the Gaza Strip, uh, which they tried to give to Egypt back in 77 and Jimmy Carter would not permit it. I I only learned that recently. So they've got this enclave of something like 2 million Palestinians who hate them, who elected a. Hamas as their political representation Hamas, whose agenda is kill all the Jews in Israel. So it's, they're exactly like the Germans in Czechoslovakia in 1936, who supported Hitler, uh, and wanted to join Germany and wanted to destroy Czechoslovakia that they were citizens of in order to become part of a greater Germany. Uh, The people in Gaza who vote for Hamas are the same as the Sudeten Germans who voted for Hitler. Okay. Israel has defeated the military. So basically, it's like 1945. In 1945, when the Third Reich collapsed, the newly constituted Czechoslovakia had a million or so Germans in it who had supported Hitler. Poland had Germans who had supported Hitler. What were these countries going to do? with these minorities of Hitler-supporting Germans. Well, the historical record says they dumped them in Germany. They kicked them out. Um, likewise, and it was ugly. A lot of Germans died. It was done in a brutal way because the Soviets were involved. But it did resolve long standing ethnic crises, which otherwise would have festered. If you look in Yugoslavia, When that country broke up, my family's Croatian, I was happy to see a newly independent Croatia, except that there were Croatian enclaves in Serbia still fighting with the government. There were Serbian enclaves in Croatia still fighting with the government. And what these governments did was they basically ethnically cleansed their territories and swapped populations. I know Greece and Turkey did the same thing in the early 1920s, and it was ugly, but it did resolve Festering wounds, you no longer have a Greek community in Smyrna being oppressed by the Muslims, you no longer have a Turkish community in Thessalonica being oppressed by the Christians, you sometimes you have to clean up the borders and you have to move people around, because they are irreconcilably hostile to one another, I had to move from New York to Texas on a simp that's a very small scale microcosm of the same thing. There was no place for me in New York City. As Eric, there will be no place for you eventually. You and your family will have to leave New York. I hope it's not as bedraggled refugees. I hope that you leave in time before the purge. But in any case, Israel cannot coexist with the Gaza Strip run with 2 million genocidal, Jew-hating, quasi-Nazi supporters okay, of now, Hang on a second. Just to be clear, because we're going to get letters, we get, you know, letters.
1: Um, not every single Palestinian is pro-Hamas, but
0: the majority of Palestinians are... In the Gaza Strip, which is what we're talking about. We're not talking about in Israel proper. The right. Gaza the Strip right. They have overwhelmingly and repeatedly elected... Hamas, which is the equivalent of the Nazis in terms of its attitude towards Jews. It is genocidal. So you're saying in this article, we've only got three minutes here. You're saying Israel that- can't either Two, the two places, Hamas, uh, Gaza Strip run by Hamas and an Israel run by Jews will not still both exist in 20 or 30 years. One of them will have to go. And it's- Either Israel can humanely somehow find a way to relocate the people of Gaza somewhere in the Muslim world. And there's a huge lot of space in the Muslim world. None of the countries want them. But the Muslims have a lot of countries where you can go be an Arab Muslim and live in peace. Israel is the only place on Earth that is a Jewish state. Well, you, you and I have talked about this, or maybe I talked about it with another guest, that none
1: of the other Arab countries want the Palestinians, which is an amazing
0: thing, right? It's there. not because they have for 50 years treated the treated the Palestinians the way drug dealers treat pit bulls. They treat them badly and they tie them up to frighten strangers and to attack their enemies. The, the Palestinians have been treated by the Muslim world As abused pit bulls and guard dogs and attack dogs that they use to go after the Jews, whom they hate because the Quran tells them to hate Jews, tells them that in the end, the Messiah will come and kill the Jews and that Jews who hide behind trees, the trees will say, hey, Muslim, there's a Jew hiding behind me, except there's one kind of tree. I'm serious the Quran calls the jew tree and that tree will will let the jews hide behind it. This is the religious document we're having to deal with. Okay now by the way if anybody ever says to you uh don't
1: all religions basically say the same thing? <clears throat> no. You've just no. heard what John said is in the Quran and that's just one of the nice parts.
0: Yeah. So I don't see peaceful coexistence between Israel and the Gaza Strip any more than I think the Sudeten Germans had a future in Czechoslovakia after 1945. Okay, 30 it, seconds to
1: to shift over to why America needs to step away. Well, Israel's going to
0: have to do ugly things that America can't defend and that might get us into a third world war if we try to defend them and we would lose such a war. We couldn't even beat Afghanistan. 30, what do you mean that American America couldn't defend? you mean America couldn't help them do this? We can't. We will not be even able to justify. Israel is going to need to do things. It's going to need to forcibly evict people. And we're going to say, oh, that's ethnic that, that cleansing. That's genocide. Because we broaden the term genocide to mean virtually anything. Now, culturally appropriating someone by wearing a sombrero on Ticca de Mayo is, is genocide adjacent the things I, that the things I that know, were done after
1: we I'll, I'll we're let done you done. I'll let you complete this in the in our final segment yeah. coming up folks we're talking to John Zmirak don't forget go to ericmetaxas.com, sign up for the newsletter we will send you this video and other videos i hope you'll share them thank you Back talking to John Smirak. Uh, John, you have an article at stream.org, really important article where you talk about what Israel is going to have to do and how America is not going to be able to help. That America, according to your advice in the article, America needs to step away.
0: Israel needs to basically take off the chain. It should tell America no more military aid. We don't need your money. We don't need your advice. We don't want you meddling. Don't come over here and start brokering ceasefires when we're trying to catch terrorists. Don't tell us about humanitarian concerns. Just back away. We won't take your money. Your money's no good here. We're going to do what we have to do to save our country, and we can get back together in five years and, talk, and be friends. But if Israel continues to rely on American money – and allow American scruples and American prissiness and, frankly, American pro-Hamas sympathy in the Democratic Party. Uh, If if Israel continues to allow America to have a veto power over what it does to preserve its own survival, Israel will be destroyed. The way Britain and France are on the track to be destroyed – Having all brought in all these Muslim refugees, pseudo refugees, many of them there illegally are now marching the streets of London, spitting on war veterans. And these countries are powerless. We can't do anything. We can't do anything. These, if the Israelis don't do something to stop these people, it means the West is dead. It means ultimately we're going to let Islam conquer us. Uh so I think, see. You don't Israel, think Iran would use a nuclear weapon? I don't think Iran would use nuclear weapons if Israel itself did this on its own, and the U.S. said, "Oh, this is terrible! This is terrible, terrible, terrible!" I have to go over to the fainting couch and put smelling salt under my nose because of what those Israelis are doing. I, I'm, not, I, I'm imitating Lindsey Graham. That's Lindsey. Don't Simon. have. By the way, that was excellent. That and freaked me Aunt out. Lindsey would even going. have. Even Aunt Lindsey Graham would have to condemn, would have to criticize what Israel will need to do
1: for its well, own survival. But, but my question is, um, first of all, Iran does
0: not have nuclear weapons. Right. But Thank God. Pakistan does. But right, right. if the U.S. gets involved in this, send our ships over there, send our troops over there. First of all, we'll stop the Israelis from finishing the job and doing what they need to do. Secondly, we might very well get into a third world war. There's a terrific article over at Chronicles magazine that everybody should be reading by Serge Trypkovich. And he explains how Donald Trump managed an amazing deal in the Middle East when he was in office, aligning Israel and the Sunni Arab states like Egypt and Saudi Arabia, all of them against the threat of Iran. When we allowed the 2020 election to be stolen and when men like Mike Pence waved on and let it happen, what they were doing was sentencing Israel to what could be its death. Uh, Because now that deal that Trump set up has collapsed. Now, Saudi Arabia and Iran are allied together with Russia and China, all against the U.S. and against Israel. We don't have the, the economic or military power to confront the whole Muslim world, plus Russia, plus China. We, we would lose. We couldn't even hold down Afghanistan. Our army is full of people going through transgender transition. Our army, our, our deep state, are all focused on threatening Americans, raiding pro-lifers' homes, arresting PTA moms, our deep state is focused on suppressing domestic dissent the way Argentina was in the 1980s, which is why it couldn't beat Britain. We can't do this. Israel has to act alone and we have to pretend to disapprove of it. John,
1: um, you, you, you said a lot of things. This is the article that you wrote at the stream. What's the title of the article? It's at stream.org.
0: The, the title is Israel must act alone and we must step out of the way. OK, so let me play devil's advocate. Sure. Um,
1: but b- before I do that, I'll, I'll 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 do something along those lines. Not quite devil's advocate, but you were praising the Abrahamic accords that Donald Trump yeah. uh, managed to pull off during his administration, which was a uh, diplomatic masterpiece, a foreign policy coup. Now, you have to give Jared Kushner a lot of credit for that, even though you're not a fan of his uh, in terms of his domestic policy influence.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of Jared. I've, I have said that if Donald Trump wants a second term in office, he should be forced. He, sh- he should force Ivanka to divorce Jared and marry Steve Bannon. <laughs> I've not. And heard I, that. I, stand, I stand by that. Brilliant. Absolutely. And is Steve I don't, still single. He's he's in a he, he is single. He is not. He is not directly on board with this proposal. Um, I have not asked Steve what he thinks about it. Frankly, I don't care. It would be like one of those diplomatic marriages that the Habsburgs had. You know, you have to marry I do the this. Princess of Asturias. I know she's a hunchback dwarf and she's your first cousin twice over. But this is a necessity of state. So I I, are I we want going hold
1: the empire together. I want the
0: either. Ivanka Steve Bannon wedding, um, and I I would happily attend. It'd be the ring. I'd like to be the ring bearer dressed as a court dwarf. All right, but, but that's a, but but I digress slightly. Uh, it was a brilliant foreign policy coup by a very prudent and responsible Trump administration. I I wrote a few days ago on Facebook. A lot of my friends support Trump because of all the. Peace, prosperity, and patriotism. I'm fine with all that, but really, I was just in it for the mean tweets. I, it's our favorite part about Donald Trump, the mean what, tweets. What I'm saying is I'm using that to highlight the fact that people like David French and Rod Dreher and Russell Moore all said, we, couldn't, we cannot support Donald Trump. Look at the mean tweets and, oh, the slaughter in Israel, the war in Ukraine, chaos on our borders these are the results of sniffy prissy weak christians saying oh i i find these tweets unwinsome i simply i cannot exist in the same political party as someone who says things like that. what well, the result is slaughter in, in israel the result is slaughter in ukraine your prissiness Your delicate, refined sensibilities that led you to have contempt for the Jericho march, have contempt for the January 6th demonstrators, uh, it has real world consequences. You never trump Republicans who undermined our efforts to challenge the 2020 election fraud. You Have the blood on your hands of the war in Ukraine that wouldn't have happened if Trump were in office of the Afghan translators who were slaughtered by the Taliban, which wouldn't have happened if Trump were in office and of the slaughter in Israel, which wouldn't have happened if Trump were in office. The blood is on your prissy little manicured hands. And there's plenty more uh, if you want to talk
1: blood on your hands. The open border with I mean, again, even talking about this, I, the I bonanza I, for child sex trafficking, I'm going to weep or scream or cry when I think about the fact that young people, ladies and gentlemen, think about this, think about this, that the Biden administration, this is true. We're not making this up. They changed the policy so that uh, we have men bringing young women and boys across the border automatically under Trump, they would have had a DNA test right now under Biden. Think of the satanic evil. They are allowed to say, oh, this is my nephew or this is my niece or this is whatever it is. And they take them into the country. These children, children are being raped and our government turns a blind eye. I can't think of anything more wicked and sick. And so when people say, oh, I can't vote for Donald Trump, you better understand God will judge you because that is happening because of your action, because of your inaction.
0: That's a reality. And people sometimes act. And I it's like pe- about- it's like people saying, I cannot in conscience support Samson. So I cannot support Samson. I have to allow the Philistines to overrun Israel and destroy the temple and institute child sacrifice because Samson's manners are not winsome. He, he's not a good representative of the gospel. I feel that my Christian witness is impugned by being associated with Samson. Because let's face it, Donald Trump is Samson. And Delilah is the re- establishment Republicans. Nikki Haley is Delilah. And she keeps... Have you written an article of using this... Uh, this uh- That's tomorrow's article. You're serious? Because I thought yeah. that's that's really interesting. I, I know I'm the, the way I say it is, the next election is... Barabbas versus Samson. Joe Biden is the Barabbas that the mob chooses over Jesus. And Samson is the shambling guy who shoots himself in the foot and lets people lie to him and makes mistakes because he's flawed. He's not Jesus. He's Samson, though. And I'll take Samson over Barabbas any day. But when Donald Trump uh, ate honey uh, out of the carcass of a lion by the road, that was
1: very cool. That that just ended it for me. I said I cannot vote for a man who <laughs> that. Uh, that's why I didn't vote. I wrote David French in uh, because I, I I thought that that was the moral thing to do.
0: I uh, like to think of myself as the jawbone of an ass that Donald Trump used to kill a lot of states. That's good. That's good right there. I like. I, I, I'm gonna the lay- jawbone of an ass. The John Zmirak story.
1: John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look. Um, We've just got a few minutes left. Um, We're gonna be talking about economics, I think, for the rest of the show uh, with with another guest, but in the two minutes we have
0: left. All right, so my point about all the stuff with Israel is I am trying to minimize the bloodshed, hatred, and slaughter in the long term. I'm trying to get to the least terrible solution. It's the Middle East. All solutions will be terrible. Let's get to the least terrible solution. What would Harry Truman do or Winston Churchill do in these circumstances? Well, actually, we know because they approved of shipping all the Germans out of Czechoslovakia and out of Poland in order to preserve long term peace in the region. So I think Winston Churchill and Harry Truman would approve of some effort to get the Palestinians out of Gaza and send them. Into one of the many places in the Arab world where Sharia law is in place and there are no Jews.
1: But you have to broker a deal where one of these Arab countries will take
0: the Palestinians. My gonna... thought was Israel should just grab a piece of Syria and put them there and build a wall. Uh, OK, I mean, that's ruthless, but it's not as ruthless as what's going to happen. Right. If these people overwhelm Israel, we're going to see a second Holocaust on our hands. The blood will be on our hands. A a, a few days ago,
1: I guess it was uh, Tuesday, November 7th. So two days ago this week, um, a a Jewish man was was killed by a pro-Palestinian in the United States. Uh, There was some kind of, uh, you know, the thing is that this is happening uh, this this is happening. We're seeing it's not just, oh, I'm against the policy of a Jewish state. I'm against Zionism. No,
0: people are against Jews. People well, if you're have- against Zionism, you're against Jews. And le- let me put it this way. Let's say I have nothing against Greeks. <laughs> I just don't want there to be a state of Greece. I don't think there should be any country on the face of the earth where the Greeks can have a flag and have their language. And Nothing against Greeks, but Greeks have to be refugees and strangers everywhere on the face of the earth. You might say that guy's kind of anti-Greek. If I said the same thing about Turks or Armenians or Irish, this one group
1: are killing jews the point is people are targeting jews um we're out of time john always great to speak with you folks i want to remind you again uh if you want to know where i am what's going on who's on the program go to eric metaxas.com sign up for the newsletter and we will send you this video other videos and you can share them and i hope you will we need your help thank you john thank you